okay, what's God, what's God teaching you in this wait? You know, because he led you here. You moved here because he led you here. So he's not just going to like be like, bye. <laughs> you know, he's not just going to peace out and leave you there. You're going to find your people. It just might take a little time. Welcome to the In Between Mama podcast, a place to rest in between who you are and who God is calling you to be. I'm your host, Riley Sandral, and today I'm excited to welcome my guest, Vanessa Sokik. Vanessa is a mother to four girls and is due with her fifth daughter in just a few weeks. Actually, by the time this episode comes out, she may have actually delivered. I'm not sure, but I believe so. Um, I connected with Vanessa on Instagram a few years back, and she has really inspired me to get connected with my own community. Her Instagram at the Franklin Mama is well known amongst uh, the mothers and women in my area because she is always sharing helpful resources, local events, showcasing local businesses, and she's just fantastic at connecting people. She has cultivated community in a way that I admire so much. And so when I was thinking about who I wanted to bring on the show to uh, just talk about community and how to do that in a way that blesses others, I immediately thought, of Vanessa. So she actually connected me with my doula uh, for my first birth with Hayden and then she went on to be my midwife with my second birth and even that connection has blessed me beyond belief. So I'm so excited to um, hop into this episode and I really hope you enjoy hearing Vanessa's story and that you can take something away from our conversation that will help you cultivate your own community. So with that let's jump in. Alrighty, welcome to the In Between Mama podcast. It's so good to see you, Vanessa. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm great. I'm so glad you're here. So, um, basically, in my intro, I talked about how much I admire you for the way that you approach community and how you connect people. And so, I could not think of anyone better to come on and just talk a little bit about cultivating community and friendships and all of that good stuff. So, um, I would love, you're known as the Franklin mama. I don't know if you know how popular you are, but you are well known amongst my friends and motherhood groups of everyone kind of knows you. We don't actually know you, but we think we know you. Um, (laughs) so I would love if you'd talk a little bit about how you became the Franklin mama, that Instagram account, all of that. Yeah. So I can't ever move anywhere because, yeah, it's true. I meet people and they're like, Franklin Mama, and I'm like, also known as Vanessa, but yes. Um, so actually, it very much came about. The Franklin Mama name came from my desire and my need for community myself. Um, I moved mm-hmm. here almost nine years ago from Georgia. We'd only been there for about five years and didn't quite establish much community there either. It was almost like a stopping over point for us. Um, in life. And so we came here to Georgia and while we were a part of a church and, you know, I already knew a few people that lived here before moving here, I still just found myself not finding my people, you know, that you do life with, that you are truly in community with. And I was like, well, it, it's not going to just come to me. I might have to go and do the work and find it myself. And so I ended up changing my Instagram handle <laughs> to the Franklin Mama thinking maybe I can help to gather mamas together to try to cultivate connection in this area. And part of me kind of feels bad. I I almost wanted to backpedal and say, oh, it shouldn't be mama because I was that woman who didn't have any kids until I was 30. And I was left out of all the mama tribes, all the communities that 
back then would connect on like Yahoo groups. <laughs> um, and I would always get left out of those because I was like late to having kids, you know, it seemed like anyway, in my circle of friends. And so I used to always just make sure to make a point of saying like these gatherings that I would um, organize are for any woman who's desiring community. And I hoped to, to bring in people that were older, younger, different ages and stages of life, because I feel like that's how we can best like connect is, is having those people that can pour into us while we pour into them or other people, you know. So that's how I got that started was just a desire to think like if I put this name out there, like like the Franklin mama does something in this community, then maybe people will come and I'll have friends and community. So yeah, that's where I came from. Um, I can actually relate on the other side of things. I got married really young and we started having babies really young and that was really hard to find Mm -hmm. anyone because all of my husband's friends were not even thinking about that stage of life yet. And all of my friends were in college and it was like, it was a very weird and difficult couple of years to really get established, Mm -hmm. especially with littles because it's so isolating and it's hard to get out of the house. Mm -hmm. And we were far away from every, all of our family. And I moved 500 miles away from my family and friends established. So I was trying to make something Mm -hmm. out of nothing too. And it's really difficult. It's really isolating and it's hard to get out of your house and figure stuff out and find anyone (laughs) that can relate. Mm -hmm. And then also just the normal part of hardship of making friendships and trying to connect with people that you have things in common with. It's, it's hard. So I absolutely Mm -hmm. love that you did that. And just, it's so cool to see how fruitful that's been even since then. I talked about in my intro, how um, you connected me with uh, Sarah Fuqua, my, well, not anymore now. Yes. Ford. I can't remember her last name now. Ford. Um, Yeah. Ford. Okay. I had it right. Um, And how just because of that little connection that you had, I gained a wonderful friend and a doula and my midwife. And it's just, it's so cool how God has used you as just like a middle person sometimes to just connect Mm -hmm. from one person to another. And that's so cool. Um, Yeah. So through all of that, how would you say, that God has taken that and provided community in your life? Um, Was it a step of obedience that you had to take or what has that kind of looked like? Oh, it was for sure a step of obedience because that felt really awkward to start. And this was kind of like when stories on Instagram was very new to where Mm -hmm. like holding my phone and being like, hi guys. Like, I'm like, who wants to see this? This is weird. Like it felt so those early days, right? Where you're like, why Mm -hmm. am I making a reality show out of my life? But also being in that season of having littles and everything, I just felt like I had lost my um, ministry. Like I used to serve in other ways before I had kids. I was on the worship team or I served in a crisis pregnancy clinic or, what you know, and it was like those things I couldn't really do in that stage of life. But then I was like, well, God's like giving me this platform that's slowly growing and people are, you know, coming to me and asking for advice on things because again, the Franklin mama also meant that I like turned into some sort of Franklin concierge and people are moving here by the hundreds every day. So it's like, where do I go for this, this and this? Um, So that active obedience was hard at the beginning Mm -hmm. because it was awkward and it was putting myself out there. I didn't know who's going to show up at these meetups. I'm like, meet me at the factory at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. (laughs) Who's going to be there? And honestly, the coolest part was God brought people from all walks of life. 
And there was so much beauty to that because there were people who were not on the same page as me in life. We had very different interests, different visions for our family, different beliefs. Our faith maybe was different, you know, so that it it turned into this ministry. And honestly, that's where I even started like my journey in social media. I didn't want to have anything to do with Facebook, Instagram, any of it. Until I realized um, that, you know, I had a ministry within our own family, family members that saw us pre-Jesus. And then, <laughs> yeah. you know, coming to him, I was like, I want them to see what God has done in our lives. Like we've transformed yeah. and it's because of him and I, I want to give him glory. And so that's why I started a blog back in the day. It was in hopes that our family members would just see what God was doing. And then from there, it was like, oh, and maybe some strangers too. Odd, but okay. Um yeah. So yeah, the obedience, it was interesting. I think that it ended up turning into a ministry. And and honestly, because I found myself being that middleman and still not having community myself for a while. (laughs) And as you know, it's like you can go to an event with 50 women and maybe connect with like two, you know, maybe. And and maybe there's going to be a solid friendship there that continues on forever or maybe not. It's hard to find your people. (laughs) you know, it really is. And that circle should be small. Truly. We only have time for a small circle. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, that has always been a difficult thing because it's, it's hard to, I feel like society in general kind of puts off this like pedestal of having your big group of girlfriends and, um, it, that it's not only hard to find, but hard to maintain and it's hard for it Mm -hmm. to be healthy. And, um, I've even found myself in seasons searching out that finding it and it not being a good and healthy thing and having to deal through a lot of pain as, as God removed that because he's like, yeah, I actually didn't put you here. You kind of kicked that door open and shoved your way in (laughs) and that's not where I want you to be. (laughs) And so Um, I would love then actually to talk a little bit about when you're struggling to find your people. Obviously, there's a lot of people moving here. Um, it took me almost four years to truly find anyone. Um, and we ended up finding that through a church and we're not even at that church anymore, but I'm still friend, got some beautiful, deep friendships out of that. Um, it's because it's hard to find safe and healthy people. Do you have any suggestions? steps that you suggest people take other than starting an Instagram account (laughs) when they first move somewhere to find their people or to establish a new community? I mean, the the basic ones are, you know, finding a church and hopefully that church is like-minded and and that's the best way you're going to find your people or at least get started. And of course, serving in that church. For me, it's always been, I don't connect or find my people until I start serving and really building those relationships. Um, you know, getting involved in any type of like women's Bible study that you can, or, um, you know, Facebook groups are still a really great way to utilize connecting with people. They are. So, you know, finding groups that, which I'm members of several where, you know, I know that we probably believe, you know, 10 things that like we're on the same page with. So then it's like, maybe, you know, we'd actually connect outside of this Facebook group. So, That's where I would start. But then also just, you know, putting yourself out there, asking, asking that person that you maybe slightly sort of connected with, you think maybe you would be on the same page as them, asking them if they want to meet up for coffee one day or a play date with your kids. Having that little buffer with children is really great. Um, you know, just you, you have to step out. And I know that's like so scary. 
And that's what I would hear all the time with even my meetups is people saying, I never do this. This is not in my comfort zone at all. Yeah. But the ones who like did it, like, and I was like, always like so proud of them clapping. Like you did it, you came and they would connect and they would have so much fun. And they like, nobody ever told me afterwards they regretted it. You know, nobody ever said like, I wish I never went to that event of yours. Like, no, it always turns out like you're going to be all right. Um, but also just knowing that those relationships take a long time to find and cultivate sometimes. And it's that patience. And it's like with anything, like it took me nine years to get pregnant. I got married young too, 21, but we didn't get pregnant until I was 30. So, you know, thinking about all the times in my life, all the seasons in which we've had a period of waiting, there has been so much that God has taught me in those seasons. And so you may have just moved somewhere. I have a friend right now who's been here a year and she's like really struggling with the fact that she hasn't like really connected with community. She's sort of in a different stage of life as me. Her Julian has one son. And, and so it breaks my heart because I want that for her so bad. But I'm like, okay, what's God, what's God teaching you in this weight? You know, cause he led you here. You moved here because he led you here. So he's not just going to like be like, bye, (laughs) you know, he's not just going to peace out and leave you there. You're going to find your people. It just might take a little time. And so just realizing that, you know, there's always a lesson in patience in those seasons of waiting. Yes. Yes. No, I remember there was a night that I was, I was crying on the couch and I told my husband that I didn't feel like I was ever going to find my people that I was Mm. just going to be alone forever. And that it was a mistake that I moved here and all of these things, you know, just having an overly emotional night. I think I might've been pregnant at the time too. I was going to say you were pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. And he, he told me, he was like, you just need to keep praying and just w- keep waiting. Mm-hmm. And within a yeah. couple of months, I we had connected with that church and I had found a mom group. And there was one woman at my table at that mom group. And her husband happened to work with my husband. And we had no idea. They, they barely knew each other. And she's now one of my best friends. And our boys are almost the same age oh. and super close. And it was just, but I have that story now to say that, that testimony to God's faithfulness mm-hmm. of that he saw me and even though those friendships he removed me out of were not good yeah. he brought tenfold um so one thing you mentioned earlier about the fact that you were kind of that middleman for a while and you were struggling to even find community within that community how did how did God bring you through that was there anything specifically that you learned out of that time well I will say I think because that circle and, and the amount of people I was connected to was so vast, um, I couldn't keep up with those relationships. And honestly, there were times where I felt like there were just very unrealistic expectations from me personally. Like I was trying to host these meetups and connect these people, but then I think sometimes those people were expecting so much from me and I felt so spread thin. Um, mm. I really wasn't able to connect on a deeper level with so many people because I was like, I'm trying to help all the, it it just, it felt like I had too much on my plate. Like there were too many people, um, Mm -hmm. which is where I question sometimes, like, should I go private on my Instagram? Like, this is like, you know, I don't have millions of followers or anything like that, but it, it feels overwhelming sometimes opening yourself up like that and allowing people in and then, you know, opening up your DMS and being like, Oh, these people, need to connect or they, you know, sometimes it was even just me asking for prayer requests and it'd be like, Whoa, that's a lot of prayer requests. I feel overwhelmed now that I even asked that. And so I realized, and honestly, I hate to say it. 
um, something went down in 2020. I don't know if you'll know. And it was during that time that I feel like God very much was like, okay, it's time to like focus in and find your people because it felt like, you know, the kind of season where you needed to link arms with your people. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was sort of forced on me. I didn't host random meetups anymore. First of all, a lot of people weren't doing meetups. So that was a little like, oh, okay, people aren't gathering, you know, interesting. Mm-hmm. I want to still gather. I need people. Um, and so honestly, that season is what focused me a little bit more on like the relationships that I had made, but I, I needed to do better at cultivating. And so honestly, I just made the circle a little smaller naturally by just realizing I can't continue to host these events all the time. Like I I didn't come into this to be an event coordinator. I wanted to find community. And so I loved seeing how God had created that for so many people through these meetups. and, And it was amazing. But I knew for myself and for my own family, my kids, like I needed to hone in a little bit. And that season just did that naturally for me. Mm. That's awesome. Um, I feel like that, that would probably felt like a huge blessing. I mean, I'm sure it was painful in some aspects and it's, it's hard when you're wanting to, uh, love on Mm -hmm. people to, to have to set boundaries and have to take a step back. But at the same time, we weren't meant to be super close with everyone. And God, God makes it clear who, who those people are supposed to be. If you, if you go to him in prayer about it. Um, so, I feel like healthy community in general is it can be hard to find. I mean, I've been through seasons, even like what I was talking about before with finding that really good friend. And we kind of had a friend group grow out of that um, season. And then since then, that friend group has kind of dissipated. And, and she and I have still stayed really close. But you, you find these cycles of we're all close and we're all hanging out a lot. And then it kind of dissipates and um, mm-hmm. God brings people in and out. And one of the things I would love a little bit of insight from your perspective on is how to build healthy community in a way that does not promote competition or gossip or those click mentalities or are there any characteristics that you're looking for in people or any red flags or is there any wisdom that you want to impart about um, just that kind of that concept? Yeah. Who knew as an, as an adult that we could feel like we're in high school again, like over and over. Mm -hmm. Oh man. There have been some tough lessons and things that have gone down through, I mean, truly, because it felt like I was like a part of like a high school community again, where there's all these different cliques and people that, you know, like, oh, they're going to connect, but they're probably not going to connect. And, you know, you start kind of seeing this theme and, Yes, we would very much have situations go down where it was like, okay, this person seems to always want to like stir something up here. And, you know, there are personality types that um, can be tough to jive with. And so that was definitely probably one of my biggest challenges um, in trying to host these things is that we did have so much, I mean, when you're dealing with people, it's just the nature of it, right? Like you're going to have different personalities. You're going to have personalities clash. And I think for me as the one orchestrating these things, I had to start setting some boundaries. I had to start or stop taking things personal and realizing that people had unrealistic expectations from me at -hmm. times. And that's just going to happen in friendships. I think that's like a huge issue that I see in friendships often is people just expecting 
something from someone that that person's necessarily like not gifted in or like you're not going to get that from them. Like I had that with my own family. I think about my, my own relationship with my father. There are things that growing up I could not expect from him because of who he was, because of his lifestyle, whatever it may be. Right. So it almost like as an adult, I remember, th- I remember like actually having this aha moment of like, wow, yeah, I am finally able to look at him as like a fellow adult and realize I wanted things from him I was never going to get, you know? And so I feel like there's like a lot of that where we're um, comparing ourselves, which is the nature of social media these days, I feel like. And I just feel like there's got to be more grace and and mercy and less expectations of others. Um, You know, when you're going through a hard time, how can you expect me to do X, Y, Z for you when I may also have a lot on my plate and, you know, life, I just feel like right now is heavier than ever. It seems like, (laughs) like, I just feel like we've got a lot, especially as mothers. I mean, there's just a lot on our plates and, and I think we also need to like step up and and do the best we can for our friends and, and be there for them. But, you know, I think setting those boundaries, having conversations with people, not texts, like, gosh, yes. people, can we just pick up the phone and have a conversation if we're really that upset about something, you know? Absolutely. Um, learning to receive things in love and also being okay with addressing hurt before it gets too deep that there's, like, no room for forgiveness. You know, those types of things, like, just, I mean, because it's that kind of vulnerability that is going to create solid friendships. Someone that you can be real, real with that you can just go there and say, hey, you hurt me when you said this, and I just want you to know how it made me feel, and and I don't think that you're someone who intentionally wanted to hurt me, and I just wanted to talk about it, or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, that's where you're going to find those true, solid friendships um, that are worth having. But I think being okay with letting go of friendships, that's been a, a huge lesson for me in the last few years is not everyone's going to be my bestie or they may just have like a chapter in the book of my life where it's like, yeah. yeah, we did that season of life together and it was really, really good. But now we're almost kind of going different ways and that's okay. You know, there yeah, doesn't have to be absolutely. drama with that or, you know, it, it's okay if we're now going into a different season of life and, and you're not maybe going to be as part of it as much. And, you know, we yeah. can learn from that as well. So I love that. Yeah. I definitely think it's really important not to let resentment get a hold and take root and that mm-hmm. if there is an issue, even if you don't see that friendship going anywhere long term to even take care of it, because I know that there's been moments in my life where I've thought back to friendships that I was, I now am like, oh, I wish the absolute best for that person. But because we didn't deal with mm-hmm. resentments that were happening then and it's not really appropriate to deal with them years later, it's something you have to let go of on your own and how much um, more beautiful would it have been if we had just dealt with it in the moment. And I I mean, obviously that's just a part of growing up and Mm -hmm. learning how to be a person that's in community with other people. But um, I would love, um, I know you've gone through some serious heartache in the last few years and we've kind of emailed about this a little bit. Um, I would love if you would share and give some examples about the most beneficial ways that your community has been able to show up for you and has blessed you over the last few years. Because I think it's great for us all to to always be taking in examples of how we can be a better friend and how we can mm-hmm. show up for the people around us. Yeah. Um, so the last 
year especially has been challenging. My mother um, was diagnosed with dementia, Alzheimer's, and a list of other things that were just Mm -hmm. shocking, but also made so much sense. Um, And I brought her here from California so that she could be closer to us and and all of that. So navigating that. And then we also had a failed adoption last year um, where we were literally at the hospital about to bring that baby boy home and and did not. So it's been a year um, for sure. But Gosh, people have shown up in ways, and it's funny because I still have this, which I should not feel this way, but I have this level of like guilt of not being there for my friends through this season in the way that, again, like, you know, I was saying earlier, I may expect something from someone, but yet they're going through a hard thing. Like, how is that fair of me to expect X, Y, Z from them as a friend when they're struggling themselves? And I feel like, I feel like I've heard that from some friends of, of not my own personal tight friends necessarily, but I've almost seen things put out there on social media, or if you will, but um, of people saying like putting their vulnerable stuff out there, but like almost sharing as if like they do need more from their community. Um, And me going like, gosh, I hate that that person's needs aren't being met. They do need that support in that, in that season. But um at the same time, I feel guilty because I've been in such a hard season that I haven't been that for other people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I will say I have been on the receiving end, um, especially this past year, with friends who just offer to take my kids. Like, it takes a village for sure. And I love knowing that I have friends that I can trust to take my friends, for, or my kids, for one, um, you know, for the day. Or even just the other day, I was dropping off my two girls go to a nature school once a week, just around the corner at our friend's house. It's the sweetest little thing. And I was dropping them off and um, the ladies who like teach it, my dear friend was like, so how's your morning going? And I was like, it's 9 a.m. and I could use a nap already. Like it was just a rough morning, just getting kids ready to go anywhere by 9 a.m. is difficult. I don't know how all y'all do it, who take their kids to school every day. <laughs> That's why I homeschool. I have no idea. Um, But anyway, and she probably saw in my face, like, wow, mama needs a day (laughs) to herself. So I still had my four-year-old in the back seat and she's like, leave Penny for the day. And I was like, oh no, like that's, she's like, it's a light day. Just leave her. And I was like, I mean, she's dressed. Yeah, I guess I could. And I was just so like, it was literally, I could have bawled my eyes out because you know how it is, moms, when you're like so overwhelmed and then something amazing happens and you're like, is this, thank you, Jesus, it's from the Lord. I didn't even know until they offered that how badly I needed that. Just a day of quiet, a day to spend time in prayer more than I have been. Um, so that was massive. Just offering to take someone's kids or we even had someone who's, you know, sent her husband over yesterday to help my husband with this crazy renovation we have going on when I'm 37 weeks pregnant tomorrow. I don't know what we were thinking. Um, so, you know, like, and then he like helped fill the dumpster, like something that was like, didn't take, you know, skill other than time and sweat. And it made like such a big difference to have that little bit of help. So it's like those little things, like where people just think of you and they know, doing a little something can be really huge right now in the season that you're in. And I mean, most of that has, and then prayer, just, just reaching out and letting know, letting someone know that you're praying for them, especially when they feel some days like they're drowning is huge. You know, that connection just to say, Hey, I'm busy and I haven't been able to be there for you, but I'm praying for you. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I that's actually something that God put on my heart a couple of weeks ago to start doing because I'm I have been in a season where like I I had gone three months without seeing one of my best friends or like literally anyone because of how my my work got to be crazy and just a busy season and all of a sudden it had been three months since I'd seen my friends and I was missing people and God just kind of put this idea in my heart of I'm going to drop people through your mind over the next few days and I want you to just text them I just want you to voice message them real quick when they come into mm-hmm. your mind and just pray for them and um like the most beautiful conversations and the most beautiful things have happened throughout just these last few weeks of just doing that um something I want to add myself is just when you're in different seasons like those expectations are also something that we put on ourselves of how much we need to show up for other people or how much we need to be present and certain seasons call for lots of get-togethers and lots of fun things and then other seasons Mm -hmm. call for I just need you to be my prayer friend right now because I've got literally nothing else to give and just giving so much grace to people when they're in those seasons and seeing it for what it is and not taking it personally because we're all just dealing with so much on top of everything else. And so, (laughs) um, I feel like God has just blessed me in my own life of giving me people that are, are there for those moments when I need them. But at the same time are not going to take it personally if I go off grid for three months because I'm lost in motherhood and (laughs) everything else and are reaching out to me like, hi, are you alive? Are you okay? Yeah. And, yeah <laughs> um <This> fly. Oh, <laughs> oh no <laughs> I have a fly that's just been a part of this whole recording the whole time as you can see <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> I didn't even there notice he it <laughs> he keeps landing on my face so oh no <laughs> <laughs> um so you kind of talked a little bit about this but moms of littles like it is so hard um my kids are in a stage right now where they're not connecting with other people that they are to an extent we had to, we stepped out of our church community and have kind of been in an in-between season until God shows us where we're supposed to go next. And so that's been hard. And so it's Mm -hmm. kind of been on me to get out there and get my kids places to socialize, but it's hard when you have little kids, like mine are one and almost three Mm -hmm. to, when they're not in the, at the age of like talking and having lasting connections and friendships, they're not in sports yet. They're not in any kind of like we play in the homeschool, so we're not in any homeschool groups yet. And right. so it's really on me to just get them out there and to do things. And that's hard because when you're actually out there, you're just chasing your kids and trying to <laughs> keep everyone together and yeah. alive and clean and <laughs> So do you have any advice for the women who are in that season with the babies, with the toddlers, and it's just kind of isolating and our kids have a lot of needs and we're kind of taking a little bit of the backseat? Yeah, um, it is hard. It is, it is a different season. I would try to change my mindset about the difficulty of it when I was in it, when I had like just the littles. Um, cause my, well, my now 10 and six year old, of course, when my six year old was born, then I had, it was four and a newborn. And so I was definitely in that as well. Even now, like I notice, you know, even though we've got 10, six, four, and then our oldest is out of the house, but, um, I realized like Penny, my youngest, she doesn't have like her own bestie. She doesn't have her own crew of, of 
friends per se, you know, like there's like a, a sibling here and there that is around the same age that she's connected with. But yeah, at that age, they're not making those types of friendships. Like my six and 10 year old have besties and it's very different. I think again, that has been a season for me, even when I just had, you know, Ellie and, uh, you know, it was just me and a newborn. Again, that's a very isolating stage to be in. Honestly, that is where I drew closer to the Lord. That is where I spent mm. so much more time than I do today in prayer, in my Bible, um, you know, trying to learn all that I could learn about parenting God's way and how I wanted that to look. I feel like now I struggle to find time for those things because we do have a little bit more of a social life and they're going to gymnastics or dance or whatever. And, you know, they've got something in nature school that they go to. And so, you know, I find it's just a different looking season. But when you're in that, I I think you do have to be intentional again about like being okay with, you know, husband stays home with the kiddos the one night and you go and you connect with those girlfriends that you do have or go to that event or, you know, whatever movie with a friend, something to get out on your own and have that quality time. Or even just going and being alone at a coffee shop is really nice. You know what I mean? But just taking those opportunities, looking for them, not being afraid to ask for them. Like that Mm -hmm. is something I have learned to stop feeling guilty about is just asking a friend who I know loves my children who I know, you know, may have children like the same age, which let me tell you, when you have a play date, like when I have someone's kids come over to my house, I can actually accomplish more things. Like there's not as much fighting because, you know, sibling rivalry is very different than if you have a friend coming over to play. So Mm. I find it's awesome if I have, so like to offer your friend to send their kids over, you actually might get a little bit more time with, you know, you in devotional time or, catching up on emails or whatever it is. And that like, that will fuel you so much more than what you realize, (laughs) you know, just Mm -hmm. that little bit. I even had like a mother's helper last year that would come a homeschool girl who charged me next to nothing to come on Wednesdays for a few hours while my oldest was at her nature school. She would come and play with the little. And so I was here, but I mean, just being able to like step away and not feel guilty about it. Like they're having so much fun and I can go and, and sometimes I would, I would read my Bible or I would listen to a podcast or, you know, just do whatever, but it was different from my day to day, you know, same old, same old. And it fueled me. I remember having that one day with just, I'm talking like four or five hours was so good for my soul. Mm. <laughs> or even sometimes I would bust out for just a little bit and go to a coffee shop or run an errand or meet up with a friend for just a bit. because I was able to leave her with them, but it was like game changer for me. So it's like, you just have to be intentional. It's like dating your husband, right? Like we've got to be intentional. And I am preaching to myself because my husband and I have not been on a date in way too long. It's been a season, but like, I get that date your husband. You have to make it happen. You have to, you have to. Yeah. Um, it is that actually, number one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. I know. Well, we're in a, we're in a season of like, we are trying to save money and do all of these things. So a lot of our date nights are yeah. after the kids go to bed and just trying to hunker down and actually like talk to each other for a few minutes. And mm-hmm. it's hard. It's really hard. It's a hard season to be in. And, um, but I really appreciate that mindset shift that you're talking about of like, this might actually be a gift from the Lord to say, Hey, I actually want to spend some time with you right now. Um, 
and also the mother's helper thing my husband has been begging me to let someone come help for a couple hours at least once a week to give me a moment and that probably actually would help more than I more than I think it would (laughs) it really does especially if you find out like a home like she was younger and so she just and her parents actually um wanted to instill in her children her yeah her children but this child in particular like to not earn an insane amount of money she's like I don't believe my kids should make an exorbitant amount of money at this point in their life like they're mm-hmm. you know young they don't need to make $20 an hour to come and play with your kids when they're still kind of a kid themselves so getting that yeah. like younger child I mean you can do it on a budget and it and it it really helps <laughs> yes yeah. it's I will amazing be, I will be looking into how that. helpful <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I love it. Um, So actually, speaking of husbands, I have one more question for you. And I don't know if your husband is introverted. Mine very much is. Most of my girlfriend's husbands are very introverted. They would rather, like, he would rather just me be his only friend in life and that just be it. (laughs) And I feel like the majority of my friends, we struggle to do anything outside of daytime playdates because our husbands are exhausted when they get home. And so we don't want to always have to just say like here take the kids and our in-laws are all we're kind of all younger and our parents are all still working in their like late 40s to early Mm. 50s and so it's hard because they don't want to take our kids at the end of the day either and so it's just it's it's one of those seasons where you're like we're just got to do the best we can and play dates and quick meetups at chick-fil-a is what we got um Mm -hmm. but husbands and socializing how did you figure that out with getting community together in groups and was it just kind of something I mean obviously they have to be adults and just grow up and go but how did you see God like did God move in any way to kind of help you guys find couple connections if if that is even a thing yeah I mean it it I mean, gosh, men need other men. That's for sure. Right. Like iron sharpens iron. They need it for sure. My husband is also introverted. I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, everyone knows Phil does not say much and, um, except he does. I mean, once you get to know him and you're hanging out with him, um, but he's not this guy that's going to go on camera. That's for sure. But you know, (laughs) it's hard. Talk about hard finding friends, but then to gosh, to find a couple where like your husband also drives with the husband and you drive with the wife, like that's a whole nother ball game. <laughs> it's hard enough just to find a girlfriend that you're like, okay, yes, we are on the same page. We can do life together. But then you're like, oh, the husband, not necessarily going to connect with mine. And that's just the name of the game. So, you know, my husband actually has, he's stepped out himself. I am, I have been very impressed this past year. He actually, um, asked a few guys that, you know, he's friends with. And again, he doesn't, he's not one to have, like, we definitely have very different social lives, but, and he's also the one who's working outside of the home. So he comes home very tired as well. And it's just Mm -hmm. different, but I was really impressed. He actually formed like a little breakfast Bible study, like before work, 6am type deal. Um, where a lot of these guys that start work at like seven, eight a.m can still meet up, grab breakfast and just hang out. They did a a book together once, I think, but I think the last time they were doing it, it was just to connect. And, um, yeah, that was really impressive. Like I, he didn't even like say anything to me until like one of the wives was like, you know, Phil's doing that Bible study thing again, or like that, the breakfast thing. And I was like, what? Okay, Phil. 
So I was really impressed by that. So, you know, push your hubby to step out of his comfort zone too, maybe. But it is hard. And I think, I think again, it's just putting yourself out there and you can't force that on them either. Like you want them to feel comfortable in the relationship as well, Mm -hmm. but it is so fruitful. And so I think also just being that praying wife, you know, like with Mm -hmm. anything with our spouse when we're like, Oh, I wish maybe they'd be more like this or, you know, stepping up in this, you know, the things that we would desire for our husband, not necessarily for ourselves, but for for them, you know, Mm -hmm. that's where we just realize that prayer is so powerful. And, you know, if you're desiring those relationships with your husband, pray for them, pray for them to Mm -hmm. come, pray for him to feel that confidence to step out and make that connection, make the, the lunch date or the breakfast date with that other guy and hopes that they can connect. Of course, if your church does offer something like, you know, we do have men's breakfast at church. My husband's yet to go to one of them. Um, but you know, if you can entice your husband to go to one of those or something (laughs) to put themselves out there, um, you know, just finding someone with common interests. I mean, I've definitely tried to like match make with my husband where I'm like, okay, I know you're going to love this guy. He hunts like you. He's this, he's that. Like you're going to have a connect. I mean, even our last little trip with our friends, um, you know, I knew like we'd only, well, Phil had only hung out with the husband once before we all went to their house for dinner once, like probably two years ago, three years ago, maybe. But I mean, she and I, we love each other. We connect all the time. Our kids are friends. And so I was like, okay, we're going on a trip for your birthday with another family. (laughs) He was like, and they have five boys. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> I mean, totally did not force it on him per se, maybe a little bit, but he trusted me. He trusted me. Yeah. I wasn't going to put him in some awkward, terrible situation. Um, but he also knew enough about this husband that he was going to connect with him. And it was awesome. I'm yeah. so glad we made the trip, you know? That's so, awesome. You know, I think the prayer is powerful for sure. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Supporting them. Yeah. If, if prayer can heal and bring together and cultivate, then it can definitely bring friendships too. So <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for just taking a little bit of time today. I know you are like in the craziest of seasons right now and you're like about to have a baby girl and <laughs> renovating your house and doing all of the things. Um, I'm not at all shocked, but also just praying for peace for you and rest and um just such a sweet time leading up to this birth and the sweetest birth and I'm so excited um for you guys so yeah so thank you again so much um where can people follow you it's just on Instagram and Facebook right just I don't even just Instagram anymore (laughs) I mean I do for personal my personal account yeah um there's that fly coming in to say goodbye Um, but yeah, the, the Franklin mama, the Franklin as in the city of Tennessee, mama, Mm -hmm. M-A-M-A on Instagram. And yeah, I kind of just put it all out there. The real, real, the honest, because you know what, why would you want anything else? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, let's just, I mean, relate to each other. And as, as, as long as God continue, there's been seasons where I wanted to run the other way, but as long as God keeps telling me to do it. Um, I'll be there and, um, just sharing our crazy life. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for listening in. You can, um, subscribe on Apple podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, follow me at the in between mama on Instagram and TikTok, And 
I think that's all for today. I will uh, see you in the next episode next Tuesday. And thank you again so much, Vanessa. I truly appreciate you just taking time and sharing your heart with us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.